0: Fantastic. Welcome everyone. You have made your way to Wingin' It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea.
1: And I'm Sally. This is Sally. And, and today same. we are
0: going to talk. We're going to talk about season seven, the episode I obviously don't remember the number of. <laughs> uh, we're going to discuss the debate. Dun yeah. dun dun. <laughs> dun oh my. Indeed. Shall we. <laughs> Shall we? um, I feel like we should be listening to like Eye of the Tiger or some sort of like.
1: Yeah, some sort of pump you know, up music. One of those yeah. sorts of.
0: Yeah, pump up music to get into this episode. But <laughs> instead, we're going to do a little singing yeah. to get us into the winging. And yeah. here we go. <gasps> da. 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 You you think it's like the slowest song ever. I feel like you don't actually watch that part of the show. I
1: am always waiting on you. Are you waiting on me? Yeah. Oh, that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, when's Andrea going to start? Okay, next time I'm just doing it at at the pace I think (laughs) it is. I've I've been waiting
0: three years for you to do it at the pace that you think it is. (laughs) I know how to keep a beat. I'm a tap dancer. Oh, man.
1: I've just
0: been she trying worries. to go with the flow and follow along. oh my gosh. no that flow. is so funny it's hilarious really? okay <laughs> so <laughs> okay i can do the tiktok on this one you want to know okay. why <laughs> yes <laughs> well here's what happens in this episode uh <laughs> andrea has a mini panic attack because she's watching this episode happen live well not really because it's the year 2017 but
1: Right, right. Knowing that it was shot originally over ten years ago, and,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and yet, I'm still nervous.
1: Oh, and no.
0: uh, it's just a debate with Santos yep. and Vinick, head to head, no holds barred, real debate. And that's all that happens in this episode. So there you go, shortest TikTok yeah. ever.
1: Yeah. Whew. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <sighs> um. Now I know that you've. Previously mentioned that you enjoy this episode. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen this one before, and I'm not really sure why. I don't know why I normally skip it or have skipped it up until this point.
1: Uh, I don't know. Do you just you just hate it on principle?
0: Um, n- no, I don't. I really did don't you, know why. Did you I have I, a moment
1: where you started watching it and you were like, "Oh, we're really just going to debate the whole episode"? And then you went to the next one, or? Well, because I've only, I'm not one
0: of those people that watches, we know I don't watch sequentially, like, in my leisure time. It's not like, oh, I'm going to watch the next one. So, it must have just been on the first watch through that I was so keenly invested in the Josh and Donna storyline, or just any of the other storylines. <laughs> yeah, and literally was desperate to see. Yeah, because really we don't the nothing moves forward in this episode no. except for the debate. So Correct. I don't think you can fault me as a shallow person just because I skipped <laughs> this episode. No. But it's it's kind of nice. It's like a it's like a little treat. It's like finding mm-hmm. a, a crumb or a or the last french fry in the bottom of your bag. You're like, "Ooh, I didn't know I had this left." Yeah. So Thanks for the French fry, the debate episode. Um, all right, let, let's dive in. Tell me all yeah. your thoughts, Sally.
1: Oh, I have so many thoughts. I want to preface all of my feelings with the fact that I get the criticism of the episode. Like, I understand. I mean, exactly what you just said. It doesn't move the storyline forward. There are parts of it that we'll talk about that feel awkward and forced and that aren't great. And, and I get that. I totally do. I just think... You know, we've had seven seasons. We have had over 150 episodes. I think it's such a cool thing to have done. Like, I think they did this live twice, and that's just not a thing that people do on network TV that much. You know, I mean, other, right. you, you know, other than reality shows. I mean, this was a well, and nowadays with drama. the musicals, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just think it was such a cool thing that, like, even even having said all of that about stopping the storyline, I think it was worth doing because I think it was just. So neat and so different, and I, I am dying. Like I wish times a million that I would have watched it live, um, even though I would have just yeah. cringed the entire time. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I, I think I do remember John. I, I saw your note that John Wells produced a live episode of ER. I think I remember yeah. watching that. Yeah, I guess I was just I watching ER but, instead of The West Wing.
1: Yeah. I don't remember watching well, ER. I did, I have never watched ER. Maybe I'll add that to my list. But you've never I, watched ER? No. Ever? Um, never. Oh my
0: goodness! Sorry. Well, maybe that's never, our next yeah. series.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was super interesting, though, that John Wills produced that episode too. Um, I really liked that note, and I think maybe, maybe here's the thing: is that. Maybe this episode... I can't remember who tweeted at us and said they were just excited to hear why I liked it. Um, But it was... Oh, it was Melissa. Um, But it was... Yay. I think it's all of the my nerdy things. You know what I mean? I think, because you had a note. You're, you're going to have to be about. more
0: specific, Sally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let me let me list all the things. First of all, I love debates. I love the actual presidential debates. So, like, sitting down True. for an hour to watch people debate ideas is not a problem for me. Uh, which I think it's not a problem for a lot of the West Wing audience, you know? Um, yeah. Second of all, all the nerdiness of thinking about how, like, Jimmy Smiths and Alan Aldo would have approached this and, like, how they would have approached filming it and, and just directing it and the audience members, like, thinking about all the technical things about that. Like, I spent so much time just trying to find articles about, you know, find anything that they all, the actors or the directors or the writers or anybody said about it, like, what was their thought process, all of that. So, I think the, like, technical side of it and the nerdy side of it is what really makes me like this episode. And even though Obviously I want to keep moving forward with the storyline. I think it is a cool little break, especially when you compare it to like the long goodbye or something. I mean I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not just... a
0: fair comparison though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well but when you think about it like because it is it is in the sense oh, that you yes, only that's... see two main cast members sure, you know, sure. Um yeah, and that are taken think, yeah. out of our world into something else. Right.
0: Yeah, as a general rule, I don't like it's such an ensemble show. I just don't yeah. like anytime we focus on one character or right. two characters.
1: I mean, somebody really. on I, somebody on Twitter had the note that uh, Bruno is the only. I need to find out who this is. I want to credit all of you, but um, oh, Steve Rogers said that hated that Bruno was the only Sorkin era created character in the episode, and that is really true. This is this episode has the oh, least wow. number of main cast members. And the fewest smallest overall post-Sorban. cast, yeah. yeah, and then the fewest main cast members at two. So, yeah, wow, it's really crazy. Yeah, that's it is very
0: outside the box, very yeah. much outside the box. I sort of wish that we, I mean, who am I to say this is just nitpicking? But I, I do sort of wish we could have seen more of the reaction. Somehow within that world, like with the Santos campaign, with Josh and Lou reacting, or even like, I mean, I know they have to be in one place because it's live, but I still kind of wish we could have seen more people's reactions throughout, not just before and after, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like in Bartlett's debate episode where we're seeing the spin room and like watching everybody watch it, sort of. Yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool, too. But I can't even yeah. imagine how long this episode must have taken to camera block. I mean, at least oh, the beginning. Man. The walk and talks of all of that. I mean, Ugh. they obviously know what they're doing.
1: Me, it's interesting to me that they didn't film those. I mean, I guess they wanted to just make the whole thing live, obviously. But I don't know. I thought that was, thought that was very... Um, What's the word? Amb- ambitious of them to be like, hey, let's also film these walk and talks and yeah, do all the camera blocking for all of this. And let's hope none of these actors mess up any of their lines on this huge one shot, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, it's just like it's just like
0: live theater, except that there's a lot yeah. more lighting equipment that you could trip over. But yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true. We have to talk about this opening Statement with the longest pause known to man with Arnold Vinnick. What the yeah. heck happened there? No, like, really, what the heck happened there?
1: I feel like that's one of the interesting things about this episode, too, is that, like, you can't tell what is scripted and what is them messing up. You know, like, surely he was supposed to pause mm. because he's because he's thinking about, hey, I want to throw out these rules, like he's he's sort of debating that in his head. So he was definitely supposed to like stop and think for a minute,
0: but I don't dang, know.
1: Dang that was a long pause. I don't
0: know. That felt really here, I had a couple thoughts about that. First of all, super awkward. Why, why, why do they not have cue cards? That's what I wrote when I was watching it for the first time.
1: Do you think they and really didn't? Would've... Do you think they didn't have notes on their podiums or anything like that? Well, that's what that's the
0: thing though. I feel like after this point, I feel like they did have teleprompters or cue cards that they were referencing. And that was that was okay with me because that's a normative thing to have for real candidates. I just felt like first of all, I felt awkward like they didn't have them in that moment and then they decided to, which is probably not accurate, but that's how it felt to me as the viewer. Secondly, yeah. like later on in the episode I was thinking back on it, Like, did they do that just for dramatic effect so people would know that it's live? You know? Yeah. Like, did they do that to spark the ratings? Like, oh my gosh, you have to, like, tune in, it's live, and the guy is, like, forgetting his lines. Because he was spot on from there on. It was just this long, long pause. It was
1: such a long pause. Well, Lawrence O'Donnell even said in one of the articles I was reading, he said, uh, if he hadn't been a part of writing it and producing it, that he would have been watching it specifically for that reason. That, like, people, you would watch it just to see, like, what kind of train wreck is this going to be? You know, like, how are they going to mess up? That kind of thing. Right. Um, which is interesting. I wonder- Another, I wrote a lot, a lot of fun facts about this episode, but one of them was that this episode pulled in 9.6 million viewers, which was up from the 8.2 that they were averaging this season. So, and I had read That's that it was advertised. a big It's a big jump for one night. And I read that it was advertised as a live debate, so I wonder I tried to find any evidence of this, but how cool would it have been if they had like debate commercials like we we would have seen this election cycle, that would you know, have like been on cool. CNN. Yeah. Yeah. How they cool should that hire would have been, us. amazing.
0: We're so creative.
1: Um, uh, so people <laughs> listening, if you if you remember that at all, if you remember like the promos for it, let us know. Yeah. I tried to find some and couldn't find any, but that would be so cool.
0: Yes, let us know if that happened. I So are we
1: watching on Netflix
0: the East Coast or the West Coast version? There's
1: actually different, (laughs) differing opinions on this. I think what's on Netflix is the West Coast version. It's my understanding from reading some of the articles that the East Coast version had a lot more hiccups and that they didn't want as many people to see it. Right. But then some other articles have it flipped the other way that the west coast version is like the hidden version not hidden i think the dvds have both of them um i was
0: gonna ask i would assume that they have both i don't have it because i don't even have a dvd drive on my computer that's how sad technology (laughs) is these days
1: yeah oh my sweet dvd
0: collection is obsolete
1: both versions are on the dvds i think the east coast version is on like netflix itunes all that kind of stuff um, I mean, did I say West Coast? I think the West Coast version is on all of that, um, but I don't know for sure because there are some differing ideas about that.
0: It is surprising that they, up until like Jimmy Fallon did the SNL, where it was actually live across time zones. Yeah, it's just weird to me that we'll do live, but then you still have to do two of them because of the different yeah. time zones. Like yeah, I agree. for me, if it's live, like just do it actually live. Yeah, well, or just
1: replay. I mean, that's another thing that was ambitious of them. I mean, maybe they just wanted two swings at it so they could pick which one to record. Probably. Or or to, you know, keep. Um, But yeah, talk about, I mean, to have to set it all up again and do it all again. uh, It's a big, big task for all of the cast and crew. And by cast, I mean the two of them. (laughs) And for Sawyer, who plays himself.
0: (laughs) Yes, Indeed. I really loved I, – I felt like Jimmy Smith was so – Jimmy Smith was so focused. I really yeah. felt like he was listening to Alan Alda, which is what you're supposed to do like as an actor in general. But I feel like just given <laughs> the circumstances, it could have been so easy to be anticipating or just not totally in it. But it really felt like he was in the moment. The only – there was only one time when I felt like it was a little – well, maybe two times where I felt like it was a little scripty scripted because okay, no, I take that back. There were four times when I felt like it was scripty <laughs> scripted. Do you wanna know what they are? What okay. Are they? The first the first two it was when okay, I I know I liked when he wanted to step out from behind the podium. Mm-hmm. I get that he's super passionate. Whatever. I don't really believe when he was like, Oh, wait, can you not hear me or can I get a mic? Like the whole like oh, I'm going to step out in front of this. Can you guys accommodate it with the audio? Like that felt totally bogus to me. But that's, yeah. you know, who am I to say? And then <laughs> uh, um, the other two times that I didn't believe it were the audience. The yeah. audience when they're yeah. like, boo, or like, oh, and, yeah. Ooh, like, oh, gosh. Those are probably the worst moments on the West Wing was those two instances <laughs> where the audience was, was speaking. We, we ruined it. We ruined the West Wing.
1: Which is so interesting, though, because the audience does does do stuff like that in debates. So it would because because I agree. It like felt that. weird. It felt awkward, and I was like, "But like, I remember audiences reacting in the actual debates. So why it just felt more uh, forced than right than genuine? Like,
0: uh, why didn't they have people just like? I know they can't say ad lib to a group of extras because everyone's going to want to try to like turn it into a, a bit part to get on the show for real. But I feel like having them all ooh at the same time is so, like that totally broke the, the fourth wall for me.
1: Like yeah, that would, that's just not
0: what we do, you know.
1: I agree. Anyway. Um, I know, well, going along with that, a fun fact, the guy who, who yelled out. Liar to Vinnick was well one of the executive producers Christopher Messiano I think so that was pretty funny oh, okay. that they gave that uh, that specific shout out to to somebody to an executive producer funny but
0: uh, I also really hated that moment too I was just oh, like yeah nobody I hated nobody,
1: nobody would didn't like it at all.
0: say that nobody no, would say that
1: not in that way I do think the no. thing that's the thing going back to like the Okay, wait. What other parts felt scripted to you? I want to finish that thought
0: process. Um, it, was, it was those uh, different audience shout-outs and um, mm-hmm. what was the other part? Oh, I didn't believe that they would get off the mics and yell at each other the way they did at the end. I don't care how yeah. passionate they are, but there was a time when they, like, turned towards each other and they were basically shouting. And it just yeah. felt like they would still maintain some sort of decorum. It wasn't like they were in each other's faces like a hockey match, but it was enough where it was like, okay, they're...
1: No. No. I I was like, just no. If you actually listen to, like, what they're saying when they're yelling, they're not really saying anything, which is what was really interesting (laughs) to me. It was like, okay, now it's time to yell at each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's probably just, like, ad lib, yell, yell, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so those were just a few points where I felt super awkward and didn't yeah. like it
1: <laughs> yeah because I mean there are other scripted moments not even scripted but rehearsed moments like like Matt Sanchez's speech about liberals or like their or Alan Alda's talking about I don't know why I just used their different I used the character name and then the after name <laughs> but anyway um Venick talking about you know I'll veto it with this pen da, da, da. but those oh, felt genuine yeah. because in an actual debate the politicians have those rehearsed things. I mean, they have the yeah, they answers. do. They have those things down, and I thought they did a really good job of making those feel genuine in that sense. Genuine in their like sure in their non-genuineness. You know what I mean? They, sure. they sounded like rehearsed politicians.
0: A rehearsed soundbite that yeah. is realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then there were other moments, like, when when Vinick says, you're not an unthinking liberal, and then he, like, takes a beat, and he's like, are you? Like, that felt, I don't know, that felt real. I thought they did a good, a really good job at some points. Granted, um, you know, Alan Alda's been doing this for so, so long. A bunch of the articles that I read and talked to Jimmy Smith and Alan Alda together before they did the episode, and I think Jimmy Smith Mm -hmm. seemed to be a lot more worried about it um, than than Alan Alda was.
0: (laughs) You know, just before we started recording, I was doing some researching on their, not IMDB, but IB, wait, oh, Internet Broadway Database, IBDB, wait, is that right? Anyway, I was checking to see what their theater experience was, and not, not surprising to me, and I love Jimmy Smith, I think he's incredible all the time and in this episode. But I, in terms of, you know, you saying that he was more apprehensive about it. uh, What's his name? Alan Alda definitely had a lot more theater experience. At least that was published on this website that I looked at. Well, and
1: granted uh, he's also decades older. So he had, he had a little more time to get around the block too. I think in one of the interviews, Jimmy Smith said, um, he said, he, he said uh, all this slick of tongue he's been talking for decades And he said that he was Mm -hmm. not as good of a talker. He said he actually said that Matt Santos was much more verbal and well-spoken than he is in real life by, like, leaps and bounds. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Well,
0: yeah, that's definitely interesting to hear. But when you've got the West Wing writers putting words (laughs) in your mouth, it's not hard to be like, well, my character is much more (laughs) eloquent than than I am. But I, I also loved the... I loved the backhanded compliments where uh, yes. Santos was saying like, oh, Senator Vinnick is smart enough to know that. You know, just yeah. like little little digs and things like that were cute. Yeah. Um, I I thought that the pen for the veto thing was like just really nerdy. I believed it. But it was like, really? Yeah. You've got a presidential yeah. pen picked out. OK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it sounded it felt just cheesy enough. Like it felt like the exact level of cheesiness that someone would say in a real debate. I think, yeah, um, totally. I really loved. I really loved their whole back and forth about the liberals and. Republicans making liberal a bad word and, and Matt yeah. goes on and on about, Matt, he goes on and on about, you know, <laughs> liberals did this, liberals ended slavery, liberals introduced introduced the Clean Air Act, all these things. And he's like, and what did conservatives do? They opposed every one of those things. Um, and then he, of course, has the line that I think it was one of the more famous ones. Um, he just said something like, you hurl a liberal at my feet and I'll pick it up and wear it as a badge of honor. Obviously he says it much more (laughs) eloquently than that, but I won't bore the audience. Um, So I just really liked those moments. Like I was talking about earlier, those felt like the rehearsed, but also off the cuff kind of things that you hear in real debates. So
0: yeah, I I felt a little, I loved the writing on that section. Although I did feel a little distracted by the camera zooming in like on that moment because it felt like it would have been emotional enough ha- for them to just say it. Yeah. But instead it was like, okay, make sure you go in tight for this part cuz we know it's going to be emotional. You know what I mean? It just pulled me out a little bit cuz if they hadn't done that, I would have just felt like, oh, I'm just watching a debate and man, what he just said was like really good. Um yeah. I also felt like I it made me wonder what it would have been like to see an episode with Richard Schiff or Ugh. Bradley Whitford or Martin Sheen doing something like this. I mean, obviously we had oh. uh, Martin Sheen doing the the scripted debate, but I really would I would just love to see any of those actors do this. And I don't know what context that would have made, under what context that would have made sense. But right, just saying, just putting that out there. I'm sure that we yeah. all are just nodding our heads in agreement. Oh, I mean- and-
1: yeah, well, and just in the sense of, I think this is one of the reasons I like this episode, is just watching great actors kind of slug it out from an acting standpoint. And that would be the same thing with Richard Schiff and Bradley Whitford and Martin Sheen. Any, literally anyone on the cast, I would be interested to see them sort of do this just in, from an act, well, from an acting standpoint.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I go see every actor that I love in a play. I mean, yeah. that's my favorite. I love seeing film actors... Or actors who are most commonly known as film actors, but who may have theater training or experience yeah. and going to see them on stage because it's so there's nothing like live theater. I mean, no. it's just Mm-mm. it's new, every moment is new. So, yeah. I agree. If anybody's I can't, I think Richard Schiff's gonna do something in London at some point soon. I don't yeah. know that we can go over to London for that, but <laughs> James McAvoy's coming back to New York. Just saying, I'm oh, going. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I uh I liked this episode. It was very interesting. Uh it's interesting and interesting, sure. in, interesting to see that the the, the debate uh, topics are so they're the exact same topics that we're still yeah. talking about. We're still yeah. talking about healthcare. We're still talking about securing our borders, we're still talking about gun control. Uh, I don't know. Gun control. All of these yeah. things. And it and it always, and in the end, it still boils down to, and I did like what Phoenix said about it, like, you know, we both, and this was idealistic, but he was like, we both want to do what's best for the country, we just have two different ideologies on how we go about it, and it just comes yeah. down to party lines, like, we want small government, we want big government, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it just comes down to that, so, pick yeah. your poison, America.
1: Yeah, yep. Um... Yeah. Man, what else? What else? What else? What else? Well, a couple just of the, from all the research I did on this, from my nerdy side, a couple tidbits. One was that they used the NBC News logo throughout the entire episode in the bottom right-hand corner, like how you would have on a real debate. Um, And there was apparently a lot of controversy about that. Why? Well, because... Okay, for example, in one area, I think it was in somewhere in New York or something, somebody ran a thunderstorm alert <laughs> across the bottom, and nobody knew if it was real or not. Um, so I think people were just sort of like, we get it, you're trying to lend like somewhat credibility to this or whatever, but then at the same time, does it sort of take your brand down a notch because you're just lending this logo for entertainment value? Um, so I think, I don't know, I see both sides of that because I'm in you know, branding and advertising. So, like, I get the importance of your brand. Um, But I think if you're a West Wing fan and watching it and having the logo in the corner, that would have been cool. But I think if you're flipping through the channels and you see the NBC News logo and then you're like, what is You're like, when did Jimmy
0: Smith run for office and (laughs) where do I sign up?
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, I see both sides of it. But I just thought that was funny. Uh, Especially the thunderstorm warning thing. I thought that was kind of funny. Because, yeah, you'd be watching it and you'd be like, wait, is is this real? Or are they just trying to make me think? that
0: this is, you know, like,
1: what would you, how would you know? I don't know. <laughs> am I dreaming? Oh, so it won, it won an Emmy for
0: Outstanding multi-camera Sound Mixing for a series yep. or special? Yes. That is well-deserved. I can't yes, imagine what seriously. it would have been like on the technical side of this episode. That right. was probably much, not more stressful, but equally as stressful. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't even try and speak to that because I just have no <laughs> concept of that, but I am... I'm definitely floored at how they were able to pull that off, for sure. Lawrence O'Donnell, and one of the things I was reading was talking about how, you know, you just, you don't know. Like, we could show up and start doing it, and Jimmy Smith's microphone could not work at all the whole time. And you could only hear Alan Alda. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I think, oh man, standing ovation to the whole crew, for sure. Paste Magazine listed this as one of their top 20 episodes. To be fair, it was number 20, so it barely made the cut. But uh, I was gonna say, where does it land
0: in the top twenty?
1: The end. They sort of listed the same reasons that I said that, like, yeah, it's not great story wise, but it's a cool like feat to have accomplished. It's a cool thing to have done. So, well, yeah, man, good episode. Well, here's the other
0: question: Who's the MVP slash Who do you think won the debate? I don't think anybody won.
1: I and it's surprising to me won. that they didn't
0: have anybody win. You know, like if you're going to do think, a debate yeah. and you don't have a move room. the plot yeah. forward, why didn't they have one of them win to up the stakes for the other? Or did or do you think well, Santos surely, won? I don't think so. I kind of
1: think no. I kind of think Vinick won in terms of like composure and and just like seeming calm and collected and knowledgeable. Like Santos, obviously, I
0: i mean i agree with him he didn't flounder like nobody
1: well he didn't flounder but he didn't seem as he didn't seem as experienced as vinick but i agree there was definitely not a clear winner but i think that's how it was supposed to be because we're just supposed to like both of them so much i know but that's a surprising choice
0: that they and now it's all making sense to me because i remember in the last episode we're like what there's gonna be one debate can you imagine them ever having one debate And then it's like, oh, well, they're just laying the Um, groundwork for this one episode. Yeah. But I I am surprised that they didn't really have a clear winner. And I feel like if we had to judge it, I would still give it to Santos because of that super awkward pause. Well, Well, the super awkward pause.
1: I just, I think that was on purpose. I really do. Maybe we'll run a poll on Twitter about, like... About yeah, whether you whole. think that was on purpose. Because I think it was on purpose because because like we said, he's so experienced. He's so good at what he does. I just don't think he would have messed up right out of the gate like that. I think he was Well, it felt like ten script. beats. It felt like ten beats too long.
0: I agree with that. I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> and I'm surprised that they like with, if they forgot lines or whatever. I guess with the audience applause, they were able to control the length of the episode. You know what I mean? Like, if they were going to go over. Yeah. How, they'd. You know what I mean? They could have. Yeah. I, I think like that's what they that. used the last audience applause for. Because they could time <laughs> it out to make it fit. You know? because yeah. Otherwise, if they were. Sh- yeah. It would have been interesting to get the whole episode on there. Yeah. In the time constraint.
1: Well, Whew. there you All go. Right, well, so you I pick, have, you pick I can, Santos for MVP and I'll pick Vinick. And then that's a good split. They both deserve it.
0: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Actually, let's give it to the actors. Let's give it to Jimmy yeah, Smith. That's true. Jimmy and Smith's Alan Alda. And Alda. Yeah. Because that is for not sure. an easy thing that they did. And it was obviously very captivating. If you guys have yep. thoughts or feelings on this episode, any other things we've talked about, or any other West Wing episode... Email us at the Westwingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at winginitpod. It Pod. We've got more fun things in store in the rest of this our final seventh season. Can't believe it. Never will. And um we'll catch you next week for a new episode. Season yeah. seven. Doing it. Alright. Alright. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye.